Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm your co-host, Larry D. We're back again. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Give me a shout out. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Larry D. Studios. That's right. And on this episode, we think we're going to talk, not we think, we know we're going to talk about a documentary that I recently watched called uh, The Connection Between Bigfoot and Aliens. And uh, it divulged into UFO, paranormal, and the Bigfoot sightings and how they could be related all through paranormal. Right. Yes, and I did not watch a documentary yet, but I have done research on this in the past. And as you know us, Sasquatch is near and dear to our heart, one of our favorite subjects. That is. One of our favorite pastimes. We like to go out there and actually look for evidence and... Yeah, we've come across some crazy shit. But yeah. anyway, here we go. Here we go. But before we get started, we want you to hit the subscribe button. And if you want to get in touch with us, email us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So shoot us an email. And away we go. And before we get started, we had a previous guest, uh, a paranormal guest. Her name was Tammy. Oh, that's right. Now... She's a good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time. Now we got this COVID-19 thing going. She has my Coors Light on lockdown. What? I had some Coors Light at her house. I helped her move when her son came down. And she has it on lockdown. Isn't that a shame? It is. Is she saying uh, she's protecting it from the COVID-19? I don't know what it is, but I might have to uh, break this social distancing and go rescue that stuff. Um, that's right. Tammy, you can't hoard the Coors Light. Tammy, shame on you. That's right. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, Tammy. Anyway, here we go. So I watched this documentary, and you folks could watch it too. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. And it was called uh, The... Alien Bigfoot Connection. And I, I do believe that's what it was called. Yes, it is. And I watched it, and what was interesting to me is they referenced all these Bigfoot UFO uh, parallels. So, so many people said that before they had their Bigfoot experience, they saw flying saucers or orbs in the forest. Orbs. Yes. And... Uh, so they referenced, well, you know, is Bigfoot an alien? Because I just saw a UFO and not too soon after that, I have a Bigfoot encounter. And uh, it wasn't just one. It was tons of people that had that uh, type of encounter. And uh, I don't know what to make of that because I myself, I don't think Bigfoot is an alien. But there again, I'm still waiting to see my first Bigfoot so I couldn't tell you but it was interesting and you know what was interesting Vince a lot of that documentary touched on our home state of New Mexico they touched on Los Alamos they touched on Dulce Dulce was a big part of it the Hickory Apache Nation which I used to go up there and uh, do business uh, when I worked for a certain firm I was up there and I did what I did for the firm but I always heard about stories, and not only from the people while I was up there, but, you know, books. And there's there's a good book written by uh, a Hickory Apache, uh, retired military police. There's one written by a state police. And they talk about their encounters while they were patrolling up in Hickory and, and the UFO 
incidences that they witnessed and it's it's amazing so if you don't believe in ufos you know head up to hickory yes and before i chime in it's time for a drink what do you think yeah there you go i got my trusty old Coors light and you got your big sipper i got my big sipper merlot merlot the magician and now our state don't get enough credit everyone are uh, they know new mexico for being a ufo that's right aliens because of the roswell crash now there's there is a lot of ufo activity i was on youtube today and there's a video of a ufo over albuquerque that's right i saw that one and not only that uh we have a lot of sasquatch activity in the hamus mountains all, all up north everywhere we even in the sandias they've they've had some sightings now i, I don't believe the habitats there may be passing through right but w- our state don't get enough credit and I think part of that is on the reservation, especially around Farmington, because everyone knows that's a hot spot there. It's a very hot spot. Yes. Uh, a lot of the natives who experience it, they don't report it. And I mean, there are, natives are tight-lipped already about their traditions and stuff. And Bigfoot plays a big part in their folklore. So one, they ain't going to report it because they figure, hey, it's none of your business over there off the reservation. That's right. And two, it is part of their folklore. So to them, it's it's everyday life. It is. And that's interesting that you say up, you know, because the Hickory Apache on that reservation, that is prime Bigfoot habitat. And they talked to several people on this documentary that, that yeah, you know, they, they're, they're, yeah, I seen it, you know, during one encounter, uh, a man was up there with a friend and he's like do you see it do you see it over there and the man's like yeah i see it i, I see it all the time yeah so to him it's nothing so he's not going to expose himself and and get ridiculed by people for something he sees on the regular right now and, yeah now i have a, a friend that i work with <clears throat> and he lives on the res and he sees them all the time he has ranch land so he has cattle i i never really asked him about missing cattle but he says he sees them, not all the time, but frequently. But for him, that's just part of life. Right. And for a lot of these natives, it's part of life. They see them. They're out there on their land. And and, and maybe so because, you know, a lot of natives, they live on their reservations and it's remote. They don't live in town like we do. Right. With the Walmart two miles away. Right. So... The other thing that was interesting is they did bring up, and I did my research on this when I used to go to Dulce, and I can't remember his name, but he was murdered. And he exposed Dulce as having an alien base, and it went several layers down. And he talked about the alien wars going on there. And I should should have looked him up. That way I could give you the name and you can go on YouTube and watch his little presentation. Well, you could give it to us at a later time and we'll check it out. I I will. Anyway, supposedly he was in the alien base down in Dulce. And during his time, he said he was shot with the laser beam in the chest. And he showed you the burn mark on his chest. And uh, he said it was alien technology that he was shot with. Now, what was the reason he was shot? Uh, He went down to a level he wasn't supposed to. And so down in that level, the aliens got hostile with them. And, uh, you know, he drew, they drew, and he shot his little pistol, which was nothing, and they gave him one zap, 
out. So they drug him out saying this, we shouldn't be down here because you need special clearance. The lower you go, right. the, the higher clearance you need. Now, what kind of effect did that shot have on him? It put him on his ass. <clears throat> it, it almost killed him. Oh, wow. And he does have a, like, it's a big scar that looks kind of like open heart surgery. And he lifted up his shirt and he showed it and he said, this ain't open heart surgery. This is where I was shot. Oh, wow. Um, he's also missing a few fingers because his hand got hit. And uh, it, it, it was interesting. But that takes us back to Dulce. Right. Now, now, what do you think the connection is with these aliens in Bigfoot, if any? I don't know. I just think I just think Bigfoot and the aliens may be around uh, the portals that are on this earth. That you know the vortexes and portals that that you need that energy source, that magnetic field that'll open a portal. And supposedly throughout this earth, we have magnetic lines that cross crisscross through the earth. And wherever they crisscross, there's a magnetic portal. Okay, now those are called the magne- magnetic lines of flux. That's right. They they determine how compasses work and stuff. That's right. And when you hit some of these lines, there's a, a, a little like summer tourist attraction where they have the house tilted and everything. And that's on a vortex. And it's amazing what happens because of the magnetic field there. Yeah. And... Uh, they showed that also, uh, but what was interesting is they took it back down to the Roswell crash, and they said the crash was in Roswell, but they think that the craft hit in Socorro, and it bounced that far, kept bouncing, and then it finally stopped in Roswell. Wow. Now, based on some eyewitnesses that they say you know couldn't take it to the grave, they said, yes, they finally divulged. They said, yeah, when we came upon the scene, because at that time they were young, they were in the Army. They said, yeah, the Army said it was a weather balloon, but it wasn't. They said, when we got there, there were bodies. There were small little bodies scattered. And the Army, of course, made up next day, retracted and said, it's a weather balloon. And they took it all the remnants away, the bodies away. Right. And they said most of that was flown immediately to Fort Worth, Texas. And... uh just proof that it was a cover-up and right no no i i wholeheartedly believe in uh government cover-ups you and i were both uh military i mean of course i mean there's there's times uh even as i was in the military i i can't i i can't really say what happened but all of us there in that area we were forced to sign statements saying that we didn't see anything of course, you always will be. But bringing it back to that, okay, so there were little men on board this craft, so I don't know how I could tie that to Bigfoot being an alien, you know? I would right. think that if Bigfoot was an alien, we wouldn't have had the little bodies. We would have had big bodies <laughs> scattered around. Well, you know, it could be little bodies, and people say, like, in abductions, they have uh, the aliens that abduct them are bigger. Now, well, is that a spacesuit the little bodies are in? Well, I don't, I don't know. But here's my thing. Bigfoot, to me, it's a, it's a flesh and blood creature. If it, there is an alien connection, are they scouts that they drop? You know? Or 
kind of like you know an, another theory could be is the bigfoot bodies are you could have little aliens inside kind of like the predator movie but they're designed for longer longer time on the earth I so that they're like a living organism around you but then why do they stink because everyone even on the 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 tribal members in the hickory apache tribe that said they they had their encounter prior to they had that stench that surrounded them and uh one of the young kids said you know my my uncle told me you know it's them and they're around because they smell like an old billy goat right and they just stink and now, you smell that stink. Now, people have said they smell like rotting flesh, right. like sewer, stuff like that. It's a stench. Right. It's it's somebody who eats raw meat and doesn't bathe. So, right. how can that be a suit? Right. Now, all these, all these uh, theories about alien connection, I, I don't buy into it either, but I, I've studied and I could see how people would think one thing or another. But me, I, I've had more of a... I say a closer experience with the Sasquatch than you have yet. Right. And uh, the funny thing was they were pretty close. I, I would say within 20 yards. Now, did but you smell them? I did not smell them. Now, but it had just rained. So you know how you could smell the, the, the rain the, and the green? Yeah. That may have masked their smell because they're right up on us. We were sitting outside the whole time. Right. How did they get so damn close and we didn't know? There again, stealthy. Yeah, but it was interesting. Um, they took it a lot to the paranormal, which I'm like, okay, you got off track going to one of these sites up in, uh, I, I forgot, up north, north uh, northwest. And they, it was all about the haunting going on in this place and whatnot. So I was like, okay, how does Bigfoot tie into that? But the first portion really did a good job of, uh, showing that here in New Mexico, we are active with Bigfoot sightings. We are active with UFO sightings. So those two go hand in hand here. I, I think we're more active than we get credit because if you look on the maps for Bigfoot sightings, there's very few here in New Mexico. But I just, I know just by talking to people, there's a lot more than that. But like like we said, there's a lot of tribes on the land here in New Mexico and even hunters here in New Mexico, people just ain't going to say we saw something because they don't want to get ridiculed. Right. And uh, like you said, <clears throat> if it happens on tribal land, the tribes ain't going to speak up. They're like, they've been taught that, you know, they're either our, our forest protectors, our forest brothers, or, or just leave them alone, stay away from them. Or, and, you know, I, I hate to say it in this day and age, but they're also taught not to trust any others outside there you go outsiders yes so but not, yeah they're but not gonna divulge you and i have gotten close because while we're raised here we have a lot of native friends so i guess you could say we've gained a lot of trust yeah because they they look at us as one of them right and <laughs> we actually are because we have native blood try it so they do divulge a lot of things to us that they wouldn't tell an outsider Right. Now, would they come on our sh our podcast? Probably not. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, they do have some interesting stories. And uh, they, they have a lot that go undocumented. Now, a couple eyewitnesses on this documentary said that when they had their Bigfoot experience, they were tracking it. And 
a few people said they clearly saw like portals open up and the Bigfoot go through and then the portal just closed behind it. Right. Now, I don't know what to think of that. And like I said, it, I, I'm not going to call them a liar because I wasn't there. Exactly. Just like um, before I had my experience, I took everything Sasquatch related with a grain of salt. Right. You know, I thought I'll, I'm the kind of person like you. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Now, we've had some people very close to us including our father who have had experiences right and we even had one when we were younger when we were on that picnic and we heard the yell but we were too young there was yelling and it scared our father and our uncles enough where we got out of we there. packed up and left right but we're really young when that happened so and nobody ever really mentioned to us bigfoot then. no 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 one said do you they, know what that was they didn't want to scare us right but thinking back that's exactly what it was and uh when our father had his big uh, Bigfoot sighting. I was in the military, so I didn't hear about it till years later. My mom told me. And I never heard about it. You never did? No, they never told me. Have you heard the story? No, I still haven't asked mom about it. You told it to me, but I, I wanted to ask mom about it, and she never told me. But, you know, there there are a lot of bigfoot sightings here in new mexico and you know people think that oh, how could that be it's desert right, right. Where, where would they live well, well see it's it's high desert we do have a lot of forest area it, that's right a lot of forest area and like where we go there's tons of water and there's streams everywhere right now where our dad had the sighting was an area called continental divide it's higher elevation and that's the timber line runs along it so that's a good pathway to the Rocky Mountains. Yes. But you really need to sit down with our mom because she has paranormal stories and she'll tell you that. I I, I guess I do. But back to this documentary. <clears throat> okay, let, let me let me touch on that real quick also because I've done some research about Bigfoot and I guess not only aliens but paranormal stuff. There's uh, teams, I guess, on YouTube. They do their own research and one in particular, they're the ones who swear they've seen the portals. They've seen them open up. They've seen them go through. And they say the Sasquatch we see out here on the perimeter are just the scouts. Could be. Now, and they take it a step further. They say that these these uh, Sasquatch, because they're tied in with aliens or whatever, they have an actual cloaking mechanism. Where And that's one reason they say they could sneak up on you and you don't know it. See, and they did bring that up. They brought up cloaking technology and they said, do these creatures have a cloaking mechanism? And see, that's one of their reasons. They say the military wanted one so bad to learn their capabilities, especially the cloaking. How they cloak? Yes. Now, these people in this uh, group they have what's called a habituation area they go there often it's a secret spot they won't give the information but the sasquatch become acclimated to them so they're used to them so they come closer they they go totally dark in the forest which i personally don't recommend i don't either S sasquatch or not you know there's other animals out there that are pretty hungry but they go dark and they even take people and the people will give their testimonies They'll be there, and they'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll entertain the Sasquatch, whether it be playing your favorite song or singing or whatever. And they said the Sasquatch will reply. You know, they'll do the, they'll mimic owls is what they'll do. 
Right. And we've heard we've that. We've heard that. Now, not only that, uh, it, they'll take it a step further and the Sasquatch will cloak. People have said they've gone there and like, oh, I have uh, lower back issues or whatever. And they say as they're lying there and they're caught, they're actually being massaged, you know, by something they can't see. Right. And uh, another person said, yeah, I was laying in bed and it was raining and something... You know, it's pitch black. Something pulled the tarp over them so they wouldn't get wet. Huh. That's interesting. Very interesting. You know, it's... I, I can't call them a liar because I wasn't there. That's right. You can't. But, I mean, But that's a very interesting story. If that were fact and I could experience that, that might sway me the other way. That might sway me. But let me say this. If, if there are squatches around, there are no other predators around. Because these... From the sightings I've seen and the testimony, these are the alpha predator out there. They're muscular. They're lean. They're fast. Right. They, there's nothing that could compete with them. And and you know and not only that, they're smart because they're usually not alone. That's right. That's right. Now, just get off subject for a second. Alpha predator. Now. We've seen stories, we've heard stories, even from, uh, what's his name, Les Stroud? Les Stroud. When he was doing his thing in Alaska, right. he had a Sasquatch experience. Now, up there, they have big bears, the Kodiak bears. Right. Now, what would happen, Kodiak with young around a Sasquatch? Oh, man. Now, would they just, okay, you're cool, we're going this way, you go that way? No, I think a Kodiak would get aggressive, but... Because if a Kodiak or a Sasquatch with the young around, Sasquatch would kill that Kodiak. It would. And and because it's like the Kodiak with their young, anything around, they're going to charge. They want it out. Right. Now, I would say a big male Sasquatch Kodiak, probably pretty close in weight and size. Probably. So there's two things going to happen, I think. Either the Sasquatch are going to scoop up the young and say, not today, and, and hightail it out. But yeah, a Kodiak can run just well. From what no, a Kodiak can't keep up with the squatches. From what I heard. But if one's carrying young, if one's they can't carrying, drop on all fours. If, if one's but here's the thing, if one's carrying young, he's gonna get his young out of the way. Now, a bear can't use the tools like a squatch can. Right. If a squatch could take a tree, a tree sapling with one hand and crack it, just think of what he could do to that bear with a thicker piece of wood. Right, like use it like a club. Yes. And and like I said before, you have a Kodiak bear. The males and females are usually, what, together for mating season? Yep. The mama takes care of the babies. That's right. And Sasquatches are in groups. That's right. So, so a Kodiak surrounded by three or four of them? It'd be done. They'd probably, one would probably stand ground, probably club it, and the other ones come by. They'd rip the limbs off it. Yeah. No, just interesting, interesting thought. It is. Well, back to back to our subject there. Yes, yeah, we got we got off track. Sorry, folks. That's what we we do. But yeah, but we get a little kind of giddy 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 when we talk about Sasquatch. That's right. Anyway, you know, it was interesting how New Mexico was referenced predominantly in this, and, and, and I thought, well, you know, this documentary are they from New Mexico? Because they did, and and it was so much more for the UFO activity, right? Which is all over the state, and, and, we, and, and we you know, know it. we're very popular from that because for that, because you and I like 
well before this COVID nineteen, we go to a lot of concerts. Right. And we we went to. Also, Godsmack. We went to see Godsmack last right. year, and the singer Sully. He said, "I sat out all all day and didn't see a damn UFO." Come on, people. Right. Well, that that's not how it happens. Right. No, but that's just he. He was making a point. That's what we're popular that, for, and we are. We're popular for that because we have a lot of activity. Now, uh, one good thing that they did say is, you know, this was testing ground, the first testing ground for the atomic bomb. And before they took it to uh, near Area 51 in in Nevada and did the big test, we tested one here. And they think that's what the attraction is. That's why we have so much activity. But there again, the conspiracy theorists say, no, we also have bases. And I have heard of right. bases. We have bases, but that may have sparked everything right there. There was a little blip on the radar. Whoa, what's going on over there? Right. Right, it's like these guys are going to become the next Mars. Right. So, it's interesting. Okay, let's get back to the the, the Sasquatch, though. Okay, we talked about this off mic, and one of the, the theories that leads to people believing about portals is you could follow tracks and they'll and they disappear. Dis- they disappear. Where'd they go? Now, I, I talked about this. I've seen a track where we go uh, camping. There's not a lot of tracks because it's real green. Right. So if somebody's following a track and it disappears, first thing you got to do is look at the surrounding area. One thing I, I mentioned to my brother is, you know, these are, they're like apes. They're, they're, like they're primates, huge. Yeah. So who says he's not running through the forest and he jumps jumps to a tree they've been known to climb trees people have seen them in trees right now i'm not saying saplings or nothing it's got to be a big tree but why can't he jump from tree to tree maybe two trees then get back down in another area and start running again people lose the track right there they freak out oh my god he disappeared into a portal and that's usually what they say because that's the only explanation they have right now and and another explanation is um that night that I had my experience, there, now there's a game trail by where we camp. They were not walking on the game trail. They may have walked on the game trail down because I did not hear them. But on the way out, I heard them walking through brush. And if you're stepping on bushes, you're not going to leave footprints. That's right. Now, I'm sure they have some thick skin, thick fur, so they could handle that, you know. I'm sure they can. So maybe they hopped into the brush. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things that they could have done. Because when you hear people telling stories about Sasquatch, what do they say? I heard him crashing through the brush. Yes. I, I heard the brush popping. Oh, right. Oh, there she is. Oh, there it is. And they say it sounds like a freight train coming through the brush. You know, right. they're like, it just was cracking and running. So, and, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, two of them came within 20 yards of my camp, and I did not even know it until they wanted me to know it. But when the, I, I think was the male was leaving, I heard him every step through the brush, every step. Then he would stop and, you know, do his tree slap or his tree knock. But every footstep I heard, because he was walking through the brush, he was not walking on a trail. Right, and he and he wanted to let you know right. that he was there. Exactly. He's like, hey, look, I'm the bull of these woods. Yep. And I said, you the man, you the man, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> 
left everything, including the fire, going, you was out. But it's it's interesting that some of the people on this documentary said that I've, I saw them go through portals. Now, I'm not going to call you a liar or whatnot. Yes, that could be. But there again, like we just said, they, they could be strong enough to go from tree to tree. I mean, these these are agile. These would be athletes that Olympic athletes right. would be jealous of. Right. Now, even if they're not going from tree to tree, they could have made a jump into the bush. Well, and I've heard stories that they that one leap was like twenty feet. Right. So I mean, if their gate's six feet, I know a, a leap twenty feet's nothing. Nothing, nothing for that kind of power. So yeah, you're gonna lose the tracks, but did you continue on to see if you found them? Right. Continue on and look and look for signs. I mean, right. W- maybe I when we. Before this happened, my encounter, we've both been camping, we've both been fishing, and we've really never been open to seeing signs. No. Until we started doing our own research. That's right. We've always been naive, just thinking we're in the woods. Here's how we always went camping, thinking we're the bull of the woods because we have a firearm. Thinking yeah, we're in control out here no matter what comes at us. But once you study these creatures, you're like you thought you were the bull of the woods and you thought you were in control right it's funny because uh we talked about this earlier the spot we go to i'm not gonna lie it's scary as hell it is once that sun goes down because the forest comes alive yes it and does. we're out in remote we're, we're not even in campground area we take a side road off into no man's land so we're out there alone on our own so it gets creepy as hell and you realize just how small and insignificant you are you do when like i told my wife if you were to ever come with me and she said no she won't once that sun goes down the whole game changes and i said there's a reason why we keep our fire going all night Right, and that's why these people that I follow on YouTube who claim they go dark and the Sasquatch come in close, I'm like, that's just foolish. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. Portals, that's another thing, another level for me. I have to see it to believe it. I, I've heard a lot of stories for from game and wildlife, and I don't think I've heard any one of them mention portals. No. And they're out there every day. Right. But before we leave, I want to say one thing. My wife, I've told her about the, the, the I don't want to call it a scream, but the, uh, the roar of the Sasquatch that we've heard while we were out there. And on this documentary, uh, the guy says, you want to hear a Sasquatch? And he plays a couple of uh, little quirks and screams and whatnot. But when he hits the roar where you hear the lung capacity just doing the... I, I told my wife, bam, that's what we hear. Yep. I said, but just think of this. You're out in the middle of the forest. It's about 2, 3 in the morning. You hear that loud. I said, and on that tape, it's nothing. I said, it's loud. And you hear that sustained for a while. You wake up and you go, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Now, there was a, another site was taken down on YouTube, Sasquatch Ontario. Ontario, You remember that? Yeah. Now, he had uh, audio footage where he they were talking and mumbling, and I, I thought, yeah, 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 wh- wh- whatever. But when I had my experience, th- what I thought was the male, I heard him mumbling, 
and I'm like, holy shit, that's what it was when right. I heard the their recording. Right, and and as soon as that played, I told my wife, that's what we hear out there. I said, so just think you're in the dark, you hear that, you can't see 20 feet around you, and you're like, what was that? Yeah, and, and it's loud enough, it wakes your ass up. Yeah, it woke us up. Now, our older brother is a truck driver, and he used to listen to uh, George Norrie on Coast to Coast. Now, he had some people talking about Sasquatch, and they had a recording, and they had a screamy, uh, a scream. And as I mentioned earlier, we were picnicking and we heard the scream and we had to pack up and leave. But our brother's the oldest. He remembers it better than we do. But when he heard that recording on Coast to Coast, he even told me, he's like, holy shit, that's exactly what I heard that day. Yep. So they're out there and people, they are here in New Mexico, more than people report. And also the UFOs are here. Yes. I just... I thought the documentary was interesting. Watch it for yourself. Email us and let us know your thoughts. Before we go, though, I want to touch on something. We always talk about going to the Hamas. Right. And the spot we go to, I don't think it has ever disappointed. Maybe once. Not not many times. We always because we hear always something. hear some kind of activity. There was one time we had an unruly guest, drunk and loud. Yes. That was the only time it, it really disappointed, right? Yeah. But they knew to stay away. But they thought they they said this fucker's going to shoot me. <laughs> right. No, no, no. But other than that, I mean, even before the the we hear yells or whatever, we'll sit there, we'll look at the stars, and what do we see when we look up at the sky? Sometimes we see UFOs. We we see crazy they're about the size of a star. But they're hauling ass, and they change direction. Well, and here's one. One time that we said, is that a satellite? No, because, you know, a satellite doesn't go toward the moon and then shoot back. Right. And it, it was crazy. Yeah, so we, we see some crazy shit. We don't talk much about that. But, yeah, we, we also we got nothing to do while we're waiting, so we do stir up in the stars. Yeah, and, and out there, you'll see every fucking star. Yeah, and, and when we go... Uh, my daughter's a trooper. She's not afraid to go with this. She'll go. She'll drag her friends. Right. Uh, my brother's grandson. <laughs> poor boy. <laughs> he's our bait. Yeah, he's our bait. But he goes, and what they'll do is they'll lie in the pickup. We're sitting around the fire. They'll lie in the pickup and just stargaze. And they're usually the ones who notice it first. Right. Look at that. And we do see some crazy lights out there changing direction, hauling ass. Huh? Right. But here's one thing I want to say, and I'm... I will never, ever forget this, people. We covered it on one of our episodes. Up where we go, that one night when it was dusk, sun was about to set, it was only me and you just sitting there listening like we do, and we heard that bottle get thrown. Yes. I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. I, to this day, who was out there that threw a bottle? Nobody was around for miles. And that sound of hitting the road, doop, doop, doop. And and who would hike up there just to prank us? Hell no, you'd be no, insane. You'd be stupid. You'd be like, there's no way I'm burning all this gas to go prank them. And or not only that, because they'd have to hike in so we didn't hear them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think of that constantly. I'm like, what happened that night? What was that? Because we both heard it. Yep, it was a distinct bottle being thrown at us. That's, but I'll never forget that night. Anyway, people, they're here in New Mexico. 
I can't put it together with the alien paranormal. Uh, it's hard for me, but I'm trying until I gather more information. It, all I could say is it was a good documentary and they had good points, so check it out. Yes, and if you guys ever want to come to New Mexico, we'll show you the spot. As long as you buy the Coors Light, Big Sipper, and some... We like the Thai sweet chili Doritos. That's right. And you got to sit quiet and listen. Right. You know, you can't be out there being an idiot. Because one night we were camping. We had some neighbors down the road. And there was somebody I just wanted to go strangle. Yeah. You get some people that are idiots in the wood. And that's why we go out there where we're usually alone. Yep. Most of the time we're alone. And we that way our tree knocks mean something. Right. But thank you for listening. We look forward to your input. Have a good night and thanks. Peace out.